Today is February 18th, 2019. Happy President's Day. Fuck you! And this is Super the Hardest. And like a $2,000 punch to the junk, we're your hosts, John, Mo, and a soon-to-be-announced third guest. I mean, and I should say Sorry. third chair replacement. Yeah, that's right. Get it straight. Ah, uh, yeah, two thousand dollar punch to the junk. This, this, uh, this, this tax break's working out great for me. Yeah, well, they know what they're doing. They do, they do. I had a uh, a three thousand dollar swing in the wrong way. Yep. I mean, I know, like, ideally, you're not supposed to get a refund, right? Like, you don't want a refund, right? I'd also prefer not to have to pay in two thousand dollars at the end of the year. Well, it's it's a it's quite a swing for no change. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman Christine works with. A nurse, mind you, you know, middle class working lady, $8,000 swing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Another guy I work with, he, uh, he's, he's like, well, I hope my bonus comes before uh, April 15th. Otherwise, the government ain't getting their money. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. It's awesome. But, you know, we're all really happy with the $10 a month raise we got. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all about sweet. that. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. Well, I can't believe mm-hmm. Hillary did this to us. I know. Somehow it's her fault. <laughs> Lock her up. Lock yeah, right. her up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then You're this, fucking morons. This dipshit that Christine works with uh was like, Well, you didn't claim enough or you know, you didn't Yeah. And and she's like, Nothing changed. Yeah. We didn't change anything. The only thing that changed is the tax law. Yeah. The tax law that was supposed to bring us relief. You know? And he can't bring himself to say that they fucked yeah. it up. He just just can't, you know. But they like, didn't fuck it up. They got exactly what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the thing, right? Yeah. They're, oh, we didn't know. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You knew. You knew. You absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's fucking it's great. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to get a refund um and and you know again you're 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 not supposed to want a refund right because that means that you were you know you're yeah, not you're getting the money yeah um but i whew, i wasn't expecting to just kick and get kicked yeah. in the sack you know for two grand um it's fucking gross man you haven't done yours yet no i'm uh probably in the next i don't know next week or so i should have it all together but yeah I take mine to an accountant, mm-hmm. and at the moment, he's not doing personal personal taxes because business taxes are due, I think, March 15th or something like yeah. Sometime in March. Mm-hmm. So that's all he's doing right now. Right. So it's, you know, for me, it doesn't really matter. Just gathering my stuff together, get it out to him, and he'll get to it when he does. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. No, man. I uh, So we prepared our taxes. We're not filing them until, you know, midnight, April 14th, you know. Right. It's pretty much uh, pretty much how that's going to work out so we can hold on, to, hold on to our fucking money for another couple months. I have a question, though. When you do get a tax refund, how is it that they tax you on that the following year? Yeah, I don't know. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. You paid us too much in taxes. Yep. Here's that money back, but now you got to tax. We're going to tax you on that money that yeah. you paid us to what? As if it was income. Yeah. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, it's really fucked up. I need to, I need someone to fucking explain. Any any tax accountants in the in the audience, I need you to explain that shit to me. 
because um, our our minor, our relatively minor tax refund we got last year, and it was just well, a, it was just a few hundred bucks. Um, but uh, we is we, the is the assumption though? I've never thought about this really. Okay, is the assumption that all that money is held so that that's essentially income that wasn't. I'm, I'm going to get my language wrong when I say it wasn't taxed. I mean, it, they withheld it as taxes, right? Yeah. So when you get it back, it would have been that percentage of your income that you didn't ultimately you didn't pay taxes on, right? Like you yeah. over you overpaid, but I I don't know. But wouldn't that be if That's if it's tax. based on your total? Yeah. 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 If it's based on your total, then you shouldn't yeah. have paid it anyway, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like if it seems con- it seems confusing to me. Yeah, it's like I mean, this is probably a horrible analogy, but let's ride with it. So let's say that I took out a mortgage at six percent, and a year into it, U.S. Bank discovered, oh shit, sorry, we've been charging you seven percent. Right. Here's one percent back. Right. But we need to charge you interest on that one. Right. You know, like that seems fucked up. Versus the other way around, where. Yeah. You've had my stuff for a year. Why aren't you paying me interest? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah, this is my money. Give me the fucking money back. A plus interest. You bitches. Anyway, a fucking tax conversation riveting yeah. for listeners. So uh, you're listening to Super the Hardest. Uh, you can find us at mojomenace.com where we have forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. If you are a forums member, you can get a little link to our Discord channel where we, uh, you know, we chat pretty much all day people in there chatting big dork finally signed up today um so we've been talking to him about industrial metal a all right bit. so that's been fun like metal to be purchased for industrial use <laughs> yeah yeah like grinders and shit uh-huh um uh what was i gonna say oh uh so discord's usually pretty goddamn active except for of course tonight where i say hey guys uh any uh you know we got some we need some topic ideas and crickets Everybody's like eating supper or something. I don't know. Writing their tax checks. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Except fucking like 90% of the people that hang out there are like either from uh, Canada or, uh, well, you got Samuel. He's from South Africa. All right. Yeah. Um, So anyway, they don't don't feel our pain necessarily right now. Maybe maybe they have tax, fucked up tax shit where they live though, probably. They probably pay a higher percentage, but. Probably, but they have things like universal health care. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, little things like health care. Quality roads, Details. clean air. <laughs> list goes on and on. Yeah. No Republicans. Yeah, not a fuck nuts for a president. Um. Anyway, um. boy, I'm just, I'm pretty dark today because of this goddamn tax bill. It's just like, like just fucking out of the blue. You're like, oh, by the way, you're $2,000 yep. poor. Oh, and that, why? Because, yeah. and that's the best. You can, you if you can't pay it by April fifteenth, you can set up payment installments at a six percent ta- or at a six percent interest rate. Oh, that's nice. It's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Anyway, um, God damn it. Oh, I'm gonna be super crabby about this the rest of the night. Uh, anyway, we're on Twitter sometimes at Super the Hardest. Uh, when Dave pulls his head out of his ass, uh, we're gonna probably stream a little bit more. You can find us on Twitch. Uh, our profile there is Mojo Menace, like our website. Um, let's stop talking about tax law and let's fucking drink our sorrows away. All right. I brought some beer. Well. Um, a couple. A couple <coughs> what's that? You some beer, you said? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <coughs> fucking. Yeah. 
Sorry, this is my bad. I mean, this is a professional production. <laughs> totally. Beer talk! <laughs> I feel better already. It does. I'm happier already. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we don't have any Germans in the audience anymore, apparently. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Probably for the better. Yeah, pissed them off, I guess. Uh, anyway, um, doop to do. So, uh, you know, I I love Surly in general. Like, uh-huh. uh, as a rule, I like Surly a lot. I like what they do, not just their beer. I uh-huh. just like what they do, what they stand for, what they've done for our state. How much cooler Minnesota has gotten as a result of Surly. Uh-huh. Um, and you know they passed the Surly bill, and you know that kind of now you can have tap rooms in your breweries. Yeah, it, it kind of exploded the beer economy in our in our state. Um, they've got an awesome concert venue, outdoor concert venue now, that is you know has been home to some of the uh, best concerts I've seen in years, just in terms of atmosphere and like quality of the venue. You know. Yep. Um, oh, by the way, this is a segue. Um, or not even a segue. This is off topic. Did you see that uh, that new venue that First Avenue is trying to open? It's like uh, in north in northeast, right on the river. I don't know if I, I'm gonna try to maybe pull I read up. something about it. Fuck, like, it looks cool. It's an amphitheater, out, yeah. outdoor. I think so. It sounds familiar. First Avenue outdoor venue. Let's see. I went to see Henry Threadgill. First Avenue's River Riverfront Amphitheater. Um, this isn't it, though. Uh, who who'd you see? Henry Threadgill, uh, avant-garde saxophone flutist, flautist. Right. Yeah, at the Walker. Yeah, at the Walker. Yeah. Right on. That was pretty. You can wild. go see some fucked up shit at the Walker. Yeah, you can. Right there, man. Wow. So. Yeah, this is like right downtown-ish, kind of in the... Uh, Where's the stage? Uh, right there. Okay. This is kind of oh, a side. Like a, that's the side. Yeah. And then it overlooks the riverfront. Over that here. is kind of badass. Yeah. And First Avenue, they, they don't fuck around. No, man. they don't. They run just about every quality music venue in town these days. This in, is true. Including Surly. Um, yeah. They do the booking. Festival and, Field. Yeah. Um, hold on. There's more pictures. Everybody here is just... Everybody listening is just fascinated by us talking oh, about the gu- pictures. Guys, if you you should see it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh so if you if you Google, I think it's Biz Journal. Uh and then uh let's see, uh North Minneapolis Riverfront concert venue. Uh it's fucking cool looking, man. Um anyway, uh so Surly, let's go back to get back to the topic at hand. Uh as a rule uh, I I love Surly. Um, however, uh, like two years ago, uh-huh. they lost their head brewer. They yep, and by lost, it didn't sound like it was a very amicable amicable parting. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if he got punted or if he left. Either way, um, they lost him. And uh, his name is Todd. Still is Todd. Yep, that's <laughs> still his name. Yep. Um, Todd. But uh, and ever since then, I have been hard pressed to find a beer that I've really cared for um, of the new stuff. Of the new stuff, yeah. Still make all the old stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, I haven't really found anything. There, there maybe been like a couple things where I'm like, that's decent. Yeah. 
but there have been things where I'm like, that's kind of shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care for that at all. That's yep. thin and not surly. That's not what I think of when I think of surly. Yeah. You know, surly generally has a very distinct, very powerful flavor right. profile. No matter what it is they do, uh, it's got kind of the surly, you know, stamp on it, you know. Um, I don't mind them, you know, branching out and whatever, but s- some of it was just weak. Well, there was a noted change, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just remember those specialty, the anniversary lines. Yeah. Every year, anniversary beer. Mm-hmm. Became <clears throat> just remarkably unremarkable. Yeah, totally. Like, wow, these taste mm-hmm. just like a high ABV beer. Yep. It just, it tastes like booze. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's, and this is your... Okay. It's your big annual is, celebration. Yeah. yeah. This is your, you, you pour all your time into this one. Okay. Um, so I kind of, whenever they release something, I generally stay away from it. You know, I don't, I at least don't buy like a four pack of yeah. it or whatever. You know, if, if somebody has a glass of it, I'll pour a glass just to try it or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, in general, I, I not too enthusiastic about it. Uh, Christine the other day was at, Costco, and they had a variety pack of Surly, ah. which is kind of a new thing for them. Yes. Um, they don't generally do that sort of thing. And in it, they had Surly's, like their flagship beer, which is Furious. It's kind of their, that's the one they put out there most often. It's their most common beer. And I love it. Fur- Furious is one of my favorite beers. Um, it's a, you know, a strong IPA. Very bitter. Um, Extremely bitter. Yeah. But I love it. Um and oh, then, you're a bitter man. I am. And then they had uh, uh, extra citra, which I didn't think I liked, but I think I like it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a few of them this past week. and I uh, like that one. Yeah. And then they had a couple new ones, and at which point I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Did you try them yet? I have. And I want to get your opinion on them. All right. Um, we're going to start with uh, 60 Below Rye IPA. Okay. Got a picture of like a fucking like an Iron Maiden looking Yeti. Yep, looks like he's on the front of an Iron Maiden cover. Uh, and on the back it says, "There's cold, and then there's cold. Teeth chattering, extremity numbing, eyelash freezing cold." Iron Sasquatch. On February second, nineteen ninety six, the all time state record low temperature was hit in Tower, Minnesota, sixty below. A hearty rye PA pays tribute to that mark and the unforgiving Minnesota winter. Enjoy it. Before frostbite sets in and turns those beer holding fingers blue, best served cold. So, uh, that six point five ABV. That's that. So, should we should we judge as we normally judge? Yeah, why not? All right. Yeah. Uh, Do you see the article? Uh, maybe it was a. Tw- no, it was an article. Um. I'll say it was maybe on Minnesota Public Radio okay. about uh, it said something to the effect of, are you ready for the low ABV beer renaissance or revolution? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, hell yeah. And the article was basically uh, getting to that uh, brewers, like the craft brew market has is oversaturated. Yeah. With everybody making high high ABV because first it was just three, two beer and then there's 5% yeah. bush and yeah. you know, nobody cares about that. So right. suddenly you had things that were 9%, 12%, 15% and like, geez, you know, it's, it's wine. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the question was, would, so brewers are, uh, 
very much interested in apparently uh, brewing more sessionable beers. Yeah. Things under 4%, some under 3%. Mm. And the question was, will, you know, are you the, the consumer ready to come along for that ride? Yeah. Odds are they would cost a little less because there's fewer ingredients that go into that. You don't yeah. need as much malt. But uh, anyway, I was like, oh, absolutely. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know if they, as a thing are, like I would, I would give anything to have a two and a half percent, <laughs> a delicious two and a half percent, something I could, yeah, totally, I could drink where I don't have to get all bloated and and fucked up. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I like the uh, we didn't talk about the label, which uh, is the can. Yeah. Like I said, Iron Maiden album cover kind of thing. And uh, I don't know how much these are generally because this came in yeah. a variety pack, so it was probably like, usually like seven ninety nine for four. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, but uh, this was a variety pack, so it was probably like twenty five bucks for the for the case of it um, at Costco. Oof. All right, so the label we talked about the color color uh, spins drawn to gold or, or uh, the light uh, is just not yeah uh, mine for amber or copper. Yeah, somewhere between the two. The clarity, I'd say, partly hazy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, that head, that is uh, large and in charge. It sure is. The aroma, yeah, is. That's like a like a hops. Yeah, like if a hops vine came to life. <laughs> yeah, and then punched you square in the face. Yeah. And you know then, what I miss is that kept punching you at a Northern Brewer. You could. Uh, Get that hops candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that shit. Yeah. All right. uh, Mouthfeel. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it's a little tingly. Uh, A little thin, too. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Can't even feel it, Mouthfeel? Yeah. Kind of surprised at how thin it is. And again, this is not something that I would have expected from Surly five years ago. You know, like any, I, none of their beers were thin to me. No. Even their lighter beers, like their, I don't know, what's an example? Well, what was their, was their first, uh, Cynic wasn't that light. Hell. Hell. Yeah, like Hell or, or uh, Surly Fest. But in Hell, Hell is substantially heavier than yeah. that. Yeah, yep. than this. It's a lager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it tastes like hoppy water. Yep. Is what I would. So just, flavor, would you say, might as well be light beer? I mean, it's a little hoppy. Hoppingly bitter, I guess, is another option. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I think no. Yeah. Uh, finish, you know. Well, it leaves without saying goodbye. Oof. Yeah. What happened and there? it's all over. Jesus. Ah, I don't even know what's happening. It doesn't matter. Forgot to hit the loop button, I guess. Um, um yeah. Yeah, except that I got that that bitter thing at the back of my tongue on both the yep. sides. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That thing's stuck there, but it's not flavor, it's just mm-hmm. pain. <laughs> I I don't like it. No, no. That Yeah, I don't like it. Yep. So I will say I'm not. I don't want to spoil the next one for you. Okay. 
my favorites were the old ones yeah. in in the, in the variety pack. It was the Furious and the uh, uh, what was it? The oh, Cynic? Uh, no, uh, Extra Citra. Oh right, Cynic is another good one. Yeah, um, this goes down easy though. Like I can just pound it. Oh yeah, I mean it's like you said, it's hoppy water, you know, with a big head on it. But I mean, it goes right down. Uh-huh. I'm almost done already. Um, okay, so we've had a couple people give us topic ideas. Well, um, finally, yes. Yeah, so took you so long. God, we sat here waiting. Um, Pickle Friction wants us to talk about the uh, Lynx Awakening remake. Oh, the Jaguar Lynx Awakening. <laughs> oh no. Um. So I don't know if you saw this. Um, Nintendo had a uh, Nintendo Direct last week. I'm going to turn this down. I did not. Um, so Nintendo Directs are Nintendo's just kind of semi-regular. And by regular, I mean whenever the hell they feel like it. Um, video presentations. They're usually about 30 minutes, 30 okay. to 45 minutes in running time. And that's it. they don't really get big into E3 anymore. Okay. They just put these out a few times a year, like and maybe five, six times a year. And they're pre right. they're pre done, you know, yeah. pre made videos where they're like, Okay, we're gonna show you this. There you go. That was a bad snap, but yeah. switch. Yeah. Uh anyway, and then they they announce they always drop fucking new games and, and uh and cool announcements and stuff and fans love it. Like, it's yeah. a great idea. Like fuck they're genius. I mean it seems simple. Seems you know well, right? yeah. seems like no brainer, but that's not how the video game industry has worked traditionally. No. So Nintendo's like, fuck it, we're doing it. We're doing this. We're doing it this way. And yeah. I think so, it sounds like Sony's going to take, is going to follow suit because. Got to be a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. And Sony, and now they're not going to be at E3 this year. They're like, oh, fuck well, it, we're not doing that anymore. Well, so is E3 done? Uh, uh, this is the uh, Sean Layden, I think is it? Yeah. Uh, from, from Sony uh, just last week was like, we want to see. E3 evolve into more of like a con, yeah. like a fan show kind of thing, because it's supposed it was supposed to be a trade show. It's not really that anymore. No. Jur- journalists don't need it anymore. Right. Retailers don't really need it anymore. You know, because information flies so quickly. Right. Let's you know he he was like if E3 is going to survive, we'd rather see it as like a a con, right? Like a big gaming convention. And and E3 has kind of been slowly evolving into that because. It, it's open to the public now. You can pay admission and just fucking go. Sure. Which I can't, dude, I can't imagine. I remember going there when it wasn't open to the public yeah. and it was a fucking nightmare as far as like crowds and yeah. stuff. I can't imagine going now. Yeah. And from what I heard last year, I read a lot of people saying that they're, um, they're very concerned about security at E3 yeah. because they're like, I saw people just walk in, walk out, like not get checked, nothing, yeah. you know, come in with bags, the whole deal. Huh. And it seems pretty easy to sneak in, like people are sneaking in and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> the L.A. Convention Center is not a small venue. It's yeah. fucking massive. So anyway, we'll see, man. Um, but anyway, uh, so n- back to Nintendo. They 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 had their direct last week, and uh, I normally would have done a uh, a monkey mode with Phil about it, but Phil is in Malta. Why? Uh, on vacation oh with his wife he was he was posting all these pictures that looked like he was in some medieval village or something i'm like where the fuck is phil turns out he's in malta (laughs) 
thought he was in Nashville. Yeah. But uh, they announced a bunch of cool shit, but their big reveal at the end was that they're remaking uh, Link's Awakening for the Switch. Now, Link's Awakening was the old school Game Boy Zelda. And the first time I played through this was on my Game Boy Pocket when we lived at Fremont. Okay. Loved the game. Yeah. It's a genius game. Um, you know, simple because it has to be because yep. it's on the Game Boy, but just clever and had all sorts of stuff that you don't normally see in a Zelda game. It had fucking like Goombas from Mario. It yeah. had little side scrolling platforming stuff in it. Um, really cool. So I'm going to show you the trailer so you can see what, uh, what Pickle Friction's talking about here. Um, if I uh, pull it up here. What was the... What was the second one that was on Super Nintendo? Uh, that was the third Zelda third. game. That was uh, A Link to the Past. That's what that I also played at um, Fremont. All right, ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Wow. Our superior snap. Yeah. And right when I saw that, I knew it was Link's Awakening. Ah. I was like, holy shit, this is old school 90s Zelda art. She's egg. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? Metal Woodwood Quintet. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't wow. it adorable? It is adorable. He looks all like plastic. Side-scrolling bits. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. They announced a bunch of shit, and all of it's coming out this year, supposedly. We shall see. I don't know if I'd buy it, but... So is the Switch just destroying? It is dominating, man. Yeah, I mean, Sony's no slouch. Um... Microsoft seems to be getting the shit kicked out of them, but yeah, deservedly so. Um, anyway, so yeah, how about that, man? That's cool. Is that gonna make you buy a Switch? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of my favorite Zelda games, so that's that's cool to see. Um, Pickle Friction also said we should mention Appreciation Month. Oh it yeah, is, it's it is, March. It is just over a week away. That's true. Um, I had some thoughts about it. I've been appreciating a lot recently. Yeah? I have. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Far out. Interesting. I'm, hey. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I should appreciate you. <laughs> right back at you. Um, so, yeah, uh, March is Intergalactic Appreciation Month. Uh, so, please, uh, hang out on the forums, and uh, and we're going to try to do some stuff. Um Maybe do a giveaway or two this year. We'll see. Um, 
I want to, uh, I'm thinking of maybe trying to score an interview. I had a thought about it, and I don't think it would be that hard. It's a small indie developer, so I think I could probably reach out and get uh, um, a developer of a recent shooter um, on the podcast. I think that might be fun. But anyway, we have high. Last year we had high score competitions. Gruel did like a like a NES uh, competition where he had four like one a week of four shmups that we just had, you know, just for fun competitions yep. and shit like that. So yeah, uh, so yeah, intergalactic shm appreciation month. Stay tuned for that. Um, uh, MC says, "What about world travel? Um, aspirational and from experience." Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, where have you been in the world, Mo, recently? That uh, that might be interesting. Well, recently I have hardly left the the U.S. Mm-hmm. So recently, I went. I was in Sicily. Right on for ten days. Yeah, and that was or eight days. I guess two of those days were flying. Yeah, there and back. But uh, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Sicily being one of the, at least in the Western Hemisphere, mm-hmm. right? One of the few places that seems to have been inhabited from almost the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, all major civilizations have had been through there. Yeah. So um, it's going back as far as the Phoenicians, but they can't remember who the Phoenicians. There was somebody there, of course, before they got there. Yeah. And after the Phoenicians was the Greeks, I think, and then it was the oh, the Normans or the Romans. Maybe it was the Romans, and then the Normans, and then the uh, who was it? It was part of the Ottoman Empire, and then there were the Spanish were through there. I think the Spanish Phoenician Carthaginian. Yeah. Carthaginian. Yep. There you go. So it's just, there's so much. And what, what's cool is that, or about Sicily is that as these different, for whatever reason, as these different invaders came through, yeah, for the most part, they didn't destroy what was there. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the conquerors come in, they wipe everything out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, fuck all that old shit. Yeah. That for whatever reason they didn't do that and it seemed that the people well at least as I understood it the people weren't as they weren't so opposed to having new people show up just like just don't ruin our lives yeah and the new people that showed up were like okay we can do that yeah you know for the most part lay down yeah so I don't know it all uh, it was it was pretty fascinating though to be you know to be walking some on something that was two thousand year, you know, two thousand year old street. Yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of that's kind of trippy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, beyond that, I have been only to Puerto Rico, which is of course part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. But you tell our president that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, can he spell U.S.? I don't know. Probably not. And uh, and then beyond that, I mean, across the border into Juarez. Yeah, for five hours a day for like three days. Oh yeah, what <laughs> yeah. was that for? In high school. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, is that like a like a yeah. missionary yep. thing or yep. something? church trip? You know, yeah. Went painted an orphanage. Nice. And nice. Uh, so did that, which was nothing. And then I've been, I've driven across Canada from Minnesota to Niagara Falls. Yeah. But we didn't stop and do anything. So we it just, just drove like through pine trees. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're on a road that has pine trees as far as you can see, <laughs> yeah. as high as you can see. Yeah. And yeah. then eventually it's Niagara Falls. Yeah. Right on. So that's, I've not traveled much, but I have been through the entire contiguous U.S. Really? Yeah. Every state? All Every, 50? Or all 48? Yeah, the, all 48. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Rhode Island? Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Hmm. The last one out there was Maine. and Yeah, you were there Chicago, like for a month. Yeah. yeah that was... I don't know, 15 years ago or so. Yeah. Check that one off the list. But Yeah. I have not been to all. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. It makes me appreciate where I live a hell of a lot more. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, we talked about it last week, but uh, um, these two months, I just have to keep remember reminding myself that I love living in Minnesota normally, yeah. but Minnesota is pretty badass otherwise. The wet winter weather is tough. I mm-hmm. won't. It's getting harder as I get older. Yeah. I just, for some reason, I have less patience Fucking and seemingly less tolerance for the cold. Yeah. Fucking day I retire. Come yeah. On. Oh. But man, the like spring, summer, and fall in particular. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. It's so good. And quality of life is very high here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the standard of living. Mm-hmm. The M- Minneapolis, St. Paul area is pretty pretty incredible so i have been uh to a few different countries um i was to germany austria and the czech republic that was like a almost month-long trip in college and that was awesome i mean again an eye-opener you know freaking backwoods white trash from wisconsin and then i go to go over there and i'm like wow this is amazing (laughs) right like holy pow um holy pow holy kapow and that's where i also gained my love of beer too i hated beer before uh i went to germany yeah because i never had good beer right um but anyway you see argue never had beer yeah yeah true um but the whole point of that trip was to be immersed in art and culture yeah so that was awesome yeah like it was incredible you know i went to a different concert opera uh chamber event every day for for like almost four weeks it was insane it was it was <laughs> one of the best ex- maybe the best experience of my life um so that was that was great um and then you know been to mexico a couple times um and then barbados a couple times and canada only to visit visit sean yeah. sands or sean andrich sorry um, no, no, I went. They're all, they're all the same. <laughs> I went to Winnipeg for a concert, and Andrich happened to live there, so I dropped by and visited him. But, uh, but yeah, that's the real extent of my of my world travels at this point. Um, but so MC also said aspirational. Um, I want to go. I've always wanted to go to England very badly, mm-hmm. um, and Japan is also is like right up there too. England and Japan are the two that I really want to go see. Yep. I don't really have a desire to go. I, 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 hmm, I guess I can't say that. I'm very curious about Africa, but not 
not like you know i want to go on a safari none of that no. shit like i want to go experience like the culture of africa right like i'm i'm really in interested in african music both traditional and like afro jazz kind of stuff yeah. well if you if you love american music mm-hmm. then you have a lot anything that would fall into the american basically popular music in america post 1900 yeah. yeah. if you have any respect for that yeah then you absolutely should be paying attention to african music whenever i i there there are um different apps like tune in radio um and there's another one i have on my phone what is it called i think it's just called radio five yeah. five o's at the end um whenever i use an app like that it, it's you know one of those that lets you listen to different radio stations or different yeah. whatever i for whatever reason i automatically always go to africa huh. and just to find out like what's going on because i don't know i like funky beats y'all yeah well they got <coughs> i've heard some really cool stuff yeah not a lot i haven't heard a lot from I guess it was mostly Zimbabwe and South Africa, I think, yeah. but recently. But uh, but what I heard was pretty pretty cool, right? Um, Zach really wants to go to France because he's an artsy fartsy kid. He is, and so he thinks he wants to go see paintings and stuff. So uh, I'm hoping we can get him there at some point. And then it, I, I I get nervous about going to like south america yeah i want to yeah but i'm like is, is it safe yeah right. can i go <laughs> yeah what about you aspirational well paris will be very soon yeah sometime probably within the next year you have, have uh, a friends to, of friends there yeah, i have a place to stay so yeah. that'll probably be another you know week or 10 days where yeah. like why the hell not yeah no shit so if i can find a cheap flight yeah you're telling me the rest of it is just Bring yeah. some spending money. Yeah. Okay. Bring money to buy food or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I have a, my coworker just got back from Paris um, and she got to stay for free because her, her fr- friend that she went with, he's a, um, a college professor of some sort and he was over there doing research. Yeah. And she went along as his research assistant. There you go. So she had to spend a couple hours a day in a library uh, pulling <laughs> pulling documents and books and stuff for him. And then the rest of it was free time. It's amazing. It's looking great, right? And it was like, I don't, I, I should know the name of this library, but I don't remember. But it was like, you know, yeah. hundreds of years old right. library yeah. that had, she was handling like handwritten letters from George Washington and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not very interesting. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> she, she was like, so it was work, but it was fascinating. Uh-huh. You know, I was, t- it was technically work, but. Yeah. It was like part of my vacation. You That's know. so cool. Yeah. Now that then England and Japan are also on my my short list. Yeah. As uh, places I would like to see for a lot of reasons. Right. Um Spain. Oh yeah, my sister just went there last year. Yeah. Spain to some extent. Um I'd like to see Scandinavia just mm-hmm. because that's where all my relatives are from. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Cambodia, Cambodia. Yeah. How come? I'm fascinated by those ruins. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't remember the name of the, it's very famous temples Yeah, that are there, but yeah. And if I, again, you know, assuming 
I would love to do a, a like a tour of Inca and Mayan, yeah, Mayan ruins, yeah. But it's same, you know, safety. Yeah, exactly. Just, it, am I safe? Yeah, Christine and I went to um, Chichen Itza. That's called the big, you know, Mayan temple. Yeah, thing that was pretty badass. That was really cool. Yeah, that stuff is just fascinating. To me. Yeah. All right, what else we got here? Um, I. It, it, Developed my fascination with the Inca uh, when watching Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> yes. The big fucking. Yeah, the giant gold, metal yeah, yeah, gold looked, disc. Yeah, it looked like Herbie a, eats. Yeah. looked like a sewer. Uh, yeah, manhole, manhole cover. cover. Yeah. yeah. All right. The, um, the chicken. <laughs> Pickle Friction also says we should discuss the new shaft. I didn't realize there was a new shaft. Oh. So. Uh, well, there was a new shaft like yeah, 15 years ago. Samuel L. Jackson shaft. I liked it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd never seen. I'd never saw it. Um, you know, like Shaft, Stitched. He says, uh, "Alternative careers or dream jobs." Oh man, that's fun. Yeah. So I have two. Okay. Well, three actually. Mm-hmm. One I could never do because of I don't think because of my eyesight. Mm. I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh no shit! Yeah, fighter mm-hmm. astronaut and fighter pilot. Nice. Didn't want to shoot anybody, but yeah. Wanted to fly planes like that. Yeah. But then I found out you had couldn't have glasses. And I had glasses when I was eight. Yeah. So I beat you at seven. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe those standards have changed now. I don't know. Probably maybe. not for probably not for pilots, but astronauts maybe. Um but I'm too old and you know, there's a lot of math. <laughs> so I've <laughs> passed my prime physics years. Yeah, yeah. And uh but the other two, man, advertising. Yep. I think yep. would be a lot of fun. And specifically like jingle writing, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But ad campaigns, yeah. you know, yeah. I can see that going in a whole... I have enough graphic ability to... I'd have to hand it over to somebody, but yeah. to kind of... I could sketch out what, you know, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, architecture, I think would really? be... Really? Yeah, I think hmm. that would be a lot of fun designing buildings. Yeah. So, but they would be one-off. Like, I have no interest in and putting up boxes kinds of things like oh, i'd yeah, want to yeah. be able to play yeah yeah that yeah. that's the kind of you know I i'd be you. a very very picky architect yeah <laughs> but my my uncle's an architect or was an architect oh no shit yeah i don't know if he was any good but hmm. he was you know i uh my none of my relatives did anything other than factory work yeah <laughs> you know or you know farming and yeah and that was, that's about it i don't have any like Oh, my, my uncle did this fucking like crazy, awesome, interesting job. You know, it was like, I had one uncle who pushed a broom in a factory until the day he keeled over and died. Wow. Um, and poorly too, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I worked at that factory for a summer and I watched him, wow. watched him lean on that broom all day long. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, me, a uh, dream job really was, is, was, I guess. Not post audit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, my dream job really was not necessarily this, what we're doing, but the broader this. Yeah. You know, my my fantasy was always you, me, and Hilden somehow finding our groove, like yeah. finding something that we could be like, Oh, let's do that. There's a niche somewhere. Yeah, let's, we can, we can monetize this somehow. Right. 
And and for a moment, I thought maybe it could have been like that jingle writing or uh-huh. or something to do with the studio as a whole. Yep. You know, um, that that was always my fantasy was coming into work with you guys, like just yeah. being like, "All right, I'm going to the office, honey." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's just screaming at you, "Shut up! Fuck you! <laughs> you better be home tonight." <laughs> <laughs> that, like I'm, I'm, but I'm working. Yeah. You're not working. That was always my like. That was my pie in the sky fantasy. It was like, you yeah. know, we're gonna have a space. We're gonna be creative. We'll do audio shit. We'll do video shit. You know, we'll do web stuff. Somehow, some way, you know. I, and I always knew it would never happen, but it was always like a fantasy job. Other than that, the only other thing that I ever really, you know, romanticized or whatever was like being a writer. But I just don't think I have it in me. Yeah, at all. I dislike writing so much like, yeah I, it's hard for me to even put that into words how much i dislike it my problem with writing even like even on projects that we've done and projects that were in you know we we're kind of dabbling yeah you know even up to this day is i get to a certain point and then i i flame out yeah like I, I get all into it for like three days sure and i get a really great start and i'm like this is actually pretty good and then I put it down, and when I go back to it, I'm like, "Yeah, how do I get back into this?" <laughs> yeah, and the same's true, like at work too. Like I've I've been doing a lot more. Um, my role has gotten a lot more creative lately, where I can. It, it's still like you know, like boring. you just tell them that you're working. <laughs> no, it's still like more boring business related shit, but it's like creating these presentations and doing more education sure. and new hire training and shit like that. But that requires coming up with training docs and right. uh, presentations and things like that. And it's the same thing. Like I get all into it for a solid day and a half. Yeah. And then I'm just like, Ugh. it's, I mean, it's hard to like when the muse hits. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yep. It's just, I have a real hard time doing anything else. Yeah. That, that includes eating, sleeping mm-hmm. and going to the bathroom. Yeah. I will work straight 14 hours straight, mm-hmm. maybe more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I know. It's like, gone. It's gone. It, well, it's it's tough to get up the next day and find that space again. Because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like I don't know how it, I don't know how it happens. I wish I did. And there are so many distractions. Yeah, because well, I, that's part I'm, of it. Right? Yeah, I'm like, well, I can sit and work on this 40 page PowerPoint about you know training, you know demand planning, and this other whatever fucking topic. Or like, oh shit, pickle friction. He's posting on Discord. Yeah. What's that about? You know, like, I'm thinking more of the distractions are more like, and then my do- somebody knocks on my door. Oh, and what do you want? Well, I'm trying to do this and it's not working and they sent me here and then they, yeah, oh, for Christ's sake. And so then it's 15 minutes of, you know, figure that out. And then I turn around and then my phone rings and then, <laughs> yeah. and then it's been two hours. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is why I close my door. Stitched also says uh board game. So I do have a board game to talk about. Um, you need to pound down that beer because we got one more. I'm not going to drink the rest of this. Uh, you got another? You pour it into that other glass. No, it's some? not empty. Ah, uh, well, pound that drink then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do have a board game. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's more of a card game, but there is a board. Um, uh, you bought it, I believe, for Ethan. Nefarious. I don't think I bought that. I'm almost positive you did. I want to think I did. Maybe but Craig, I don't know. Maybe Craig got it for him. I don't know. Somebody bought it for Ethan, and it wasn't us. Um. So this. But that was one I looked at. I saw you wrote something about it. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I decided to post it on our main yeah. website. Well, that's 
because I was like, I'm well. impressed you figured out how. <laughs> I was like, well, we have a website. I might as well just post yeah. it there because I usually post this shit on the forums. But I'm like, huh, I'll put it on the. But before before we get to nefarious, you want an ice beer here, right here. <laughs> before we get to uh, nefarious, let's talk about this second surly beer. This is called Layer Up. So both of these have like a. It's cold as fuck outside, yeah. isn't that? Aren't, aren't isn't we that clever? Great? Yeah. Uh, layer Up, a hazy German style ale. The cold can't stop us. We add another layer, take a breath, and keep moving forward, stacking a classic surly dry hop bill atop a hazy German-style ale. Layer Up delivers bold fruit-forward flavors. Fruit-forward flavors. That's fun. Uh, Hope ain't the only thing that springs eternal. Okay, then. Don't settle, get surly. This one is 5.5%. All right. So... Uh, the label, uh, the can looks like a uh, like a like plaid. Yeah, yellow plaid. Yeah, it's like a buffalo plaid, like what I'm wearing. Yeah, but sure. it's yellow and black. Yep, instead of red and black, which is almost more like common. a like a like a scarf. I yeah. guess it's supposed to look like. Uh, you know, so you get it. Layer up. <coughs> I do. Anyway, uh, the color. This is spin stripe. That sure gold. is. Yeah, this is this is gold. Yep. Uh, and, uh, the uh, clarity. Very hazy. Very very hazy. So. Uh, um, I smell smell it. It's kind of lemony. It is. That head is also large and in charge. Oh. So, uh, mouthfeel? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, one I, this one I didn't have. This yeah. One, this one's new to me. Um, I don't hate it. It's not as it, thin. It's almost soapy. Yeah. It's it's a little a little sticky. I think soapy's a good word. Yeah. I think it's a little soapy. And yeah. not necessarily soapy tasting though. No, no. Like the, soapy feeling. It's kinda oily. Yeah. But it's not it's still not It's not surly. No. Not like, what I think of with surly. No. I I don't know. I want I want to love their new stuff. Like I really yeah, do. I know. Like I want to continue loving this brewery. And I'll well, always love, you know, their classic shit. This feels to me like something that wants to be a shandy. But, <laughs> Almost, yeah. But but it's winter, so it's not gonna be a shandy. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, um right. flavor, like I don't even know how to describe the flavor. Um, I think their description's pretty good. It's very citrusy. Yeah. But also it's like kind of lemon orange. Light, like might as well be light beer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it reminds me of what was that one that kind of had uh, like a look like this that we loved, though, and it had like the flakes in it from Surly. No, no, this was one that you used to get. I came in a oh, um, half of it was a half of Ison. That was, was Shell's half of Ison. No, 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 it came in like a big bottle. Uh, oh, fuck, and it was like yeah. one of our favorites. Yeah, was it the, uh, uh, because it feels to me like they're trying to do something similar to that, but they're not even coming close. Yeah. Was it, oh, I think it was one that Riker got, maybe got for us. We had, we've had it a few times. Yeah, several times. mm -hmm. Um, because it was supposed to be like 12 bucks a bottle and they were like six bucks or yeah. Four bucks. They were super cheap for some reason. Fuck, I wish I could remember, but it was one of my favorite beers I'd ever had. Yeah. 
and it had the similar color to yeah. it and and the no, similar I think you're, like body. I think that's it. Um and this also has little little flakes in it a little bit but yep. not as much. And that uh, but that other one was a awesome summertime beer and I can't remember what the hell it was. But anyway, that was not effective. All right. So, sorry Surly, try again. We're we're trying to love your new stuff, but it's it's a challenge. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know what they've done. I don't know. I had something there last time I was there that was a dark beer that I liked, but still, it didn't blow my mind. Yeah. I always go back to the classics. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Nefarious we were going to talk uh, about. Yeah. So, so Nefarious is 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 a card game, like a really clever one. Um, and uh, I wonder how they come up with these themes for the games. Like, do they build... Did they build the game mechanics first and then come up with a theme to lay over it? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, I think to some extent that might be true. Or it's a, it's a game mechanic that's been used elsewhere. Yeah. And because, uh, I mean, right, let's be honest, there, as far as mechanic game mechanics go, there's not a whole lot that's really new. Yeah. Um, kind of variations on a theme. Because yeah. to me, this is almost a like Uno style game or something yeah. like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a pure card game at heart. They add, you know, little meeples to it and, yep. and coins and stuff for, for your uh, currency. Um, but ultimately it's a card game. Um, so, it, but, but they put like a mad scientist spin on it, right? Yeah. On like a, like a theme. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to take over the world. Um, you're trying to bend the world to your will. And you okay. do that by earning victory points. So your victory points kind of represent um, how much dominance you have over yeah. the world. And you eventually reach your 20 or more or and, and the world submits and you've yes. taken over the world. That's kind of the spin they put on it. So you've got a little board that has uh, four spaces on it um, where you can deploy your spies. Um, you can deploy them to, um, I think it's... Um, uh, not infiltrate, but uh, fuck, I'm I'm doing great today. Yeah, it's all right. Um, but let's just call it infiltrate. But it's sure. basically like uh, you're 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 it's spying. They're going right? undercover, right? Um, and then there is research. Okay, like for your weapon. Uh, for for your invention. Okay. Uh, then there is invent, right? Yep. And then there is work. Yeah. Um, Boring. Right. Exactly. But you make the most money that way. <sighs> right. So you can deploy your spy there uh, to one of those spaces, right? And then it kind of works like Monopoly rules, where if anybody, at, at every, on every turn, you get to play one of those action cards. Yep. You can do the work, the invent, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if somebody play, let's say you have one of your spies on the invent space. Yep. Somebody plays the invent card on their turn, you get a coin. Okay. Right? So that's kind of one way that you earn money. The other way is if you put your... Or if you play a work card, you get four coins, but you can't do anything else. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, uh, you know, some of those spaces cost money to put your spy there. Yeah. So you can't just, you know, spam one thing. Sure. Um, obviously, mo- to win the game, you're going you're gonna to have to invent a lot of shit. So you can't just spam the invent thing because everybody has to invent. So you yep. got to pay a couple coins to put your spy on invent. And you only have five spies. Um, the inventions cost different amounts of money and give you different effects. So some of them give you, like they'll give you more victory points, but 
they don't give you like any cards or any coins or sure. anything like that. Or um, some of them will give you just like one or two victory points, but it'll take away coins or cards from other from every other player. Okay, right? Makes sense. Yep. And that's kind of it. Okay. Like that's that's the gist of the game. Um, quick to learn. Quick to learn. Like super easy to learn. Uh, Zach, you know my eight year old, he was up and running in just a couple minutes. Cool. Yeah, figured out. You know, he still took last place, you know, but, well, yeah. but she was not, he's, oh, I always lose. I'm yeah, like, well, well that's because you're young and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't be so dumb. But, uh, but, uh, it's a, it's a super easy game. It, it lasts, um, I'd say depending on the group, group you're with, this could be a 15 minute game. Okay. Could be a 30 to 45 minute game, depending just on how, how, how you roll. Now, um, you can also add twist cards to it. Ah, uh, twist. Yeah, so there are, I think, like maybe 30 twist cards. And what you do is you just select two at random, put them down on the board, and put the rest away. Okay. And then those twists, they apply different rules or conditions to yep. it. So if you do this, this happens, or, you know, okay. whatever. So it, as as you'd expect, it adds twists to twist. the game. Uh, yeah, it was our first time playing, so we played without the twist. Um, and I think... Um, the twist might have been a little confusing for the kids the sure. first time around. They'd probably like it now. They'd probably be fine. But I will say, like, <clears throat> scoring is a little tricky, like keeping track of Yeah. Because everybody lays down their action cards simultaneously. Yep. And then you have to add up. You, you know, you look at your, like I said, the Monopoly rules thing, and then you have to count out, okay, who gets the coins. So what we did is we had four players. So every time we put um, one of our little spies down, like I would put it on the corner facing me. Sure. So it was, I mean, granted they're all different colors, but it was easier for us to then be like, okay, that's that person. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus I'm colorblind as fuck. Right. And they don't do a very good job with these colors. Like they're not bright yeah. primary colors. Yeah. They're, they, two of them, the purple and the green looked identical to me unless <laughs> I, unless I squinted. Right. Um, and not only that, but the, the, the spies are supposed to match the, the cards, your action cards yeah. that you have, well, they're the same color, but they're different shades. So yeah. that, that, fucked okay. me, that fucked me up, too. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's mine? And Christine's like, well, it's purple. I'm like, yeah, but it's a different shade of purple. Yeah. God damn it. You know I'm stupid at this. <laughs> Don't make fun of my handicap, woman. That's right. I got a deficiency. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's a pretty cheap game. I think it's like 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Good good for the family. It's uh, You can play up to six players. Nice. Two to six nefarious so check it out i think it's like a second edition now because uh, the first video i looked up to learn the rules it looked like an old ass okay like uh board and, and cards and stuff it was way different so i l- watched a different one just to make sure i was looking at the right thing right all right uh stitched also says how about the midwest gaming classic we'll talk about that more as we get closer yeah. um i'm gonna try to get dan Lucen on uh, to chat with him a little bit. Uh, Pickle Friction's back. He says, the child, <laughs> the Child's Play remake. Uh, child's I got play nothing to say about it. I don't it. know what that is. Uh, Ch- remember Chucky? Oh, uh, yeah. Movies? Yeah, they're, re- yeah. They're, uh, they're remaking it. And apparently it has nothing to do with the Chucky TV show that's coming up. I had no idea that was a thing. Um, uh. I never got into the... I, I watched, when I was a kid, I watched the first child's play movie like a lot yeah because it was on vhs and you know it was the 80s there was nothing else to do right i think kevin and i watched it a bunch of times batteries not included (laughs) gremlins 
Remember all those shitty movies in the eighties on yeah. VHS? It was great. Well, yeah, I watched and, so many movies. And they were back movies then. that did well. Mm-hmm. Like they were super low budget movies. Yeah, that did really well. I, I used to watch so many movies. Like fucking every weekend, it was just like we'd go to Kevin and I would go to Wally's Video and yep. just rent a stack and just sit and watch them. And you know, couldn't drink. We were in fucking eighth grade. <laughs> yep. What else were we gonna do? Didn't have any chicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stitched comes back with Valentine's Day rituals. I don't know that we I have any rituals. Rituals? No. no. Uh, well, that's not necessarily true. Since we've had kids, it's been more about um, we kind of make it fun for the kids. Okay. So, you know, we go buy just a little bit of candy for the kids. We usually cook a nice meal or get a fun meal for the kids. Like the last couple of years, we've been getting sushi takeout. Right. We go to Shogun, buy a bunch of sushi. Because they're retarded for sushi. They are. And then uh, we, we get some fruit. We chop it up. We melt some chocolate, get some skewers. And then <laughs> they can get all fondue. Yeah, and they can dip the chocolate or the, the fruit in the chocolate. That's about as 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 crazy as we get on Valentine's Day. Um, MC says, how about that guy who tried to drop kick Fred Durst and missed? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm going to pull up this video. Uh, let's see. It's pretty funny. This this was a while ago, though, I think, like a few months months at least. Drop kick. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was an insane clown posse guy who tries to drop kick him. Well, that's even better. And he misses. All right. Here. You might have to listen to a little bit of. Oh boy, we got an ad, so we're gonna just mute that because nobody, fantastic. nobody cares about. It. Got to watch an ad to see Fred Durst almost get drop kicked. <laughs> hey, come on, really? <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what a pussy! Goodness, pull it off. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Fred Durst rocking a sick beard there, too. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's that. <laughs> All right. Mm, anyway. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, stitched is... Well, okay, we just have a few left. So uh, He says, the terrible Witcher adaptation... I don't know much about that. Isn't the guy who plays Superman playing the dude from The Witcher? I don't know. I don't know anything about The Witcher. Ethan just bought it for his PC, so maybe I'll have an opinion on that at some point. Um, the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. I'm excited for that. I didn't know what to think. Yeah, and it's already apparently the most expensive TV show ever produced. <laughs> like, the hell? fucking Jeff Bezos is just putting all his cash into this motherfucker. Okay. I'm down with it, man. If they, I mean, if they can make an ongoing series for Lord of the Rings. Sure. Yeah. I, just, I know that Netflix and Amazon are, and Hulu's out there, but Hulu seems to be kind of like, ah, we'll see what you guys, yeah. what you dipshits do. And we'll, Hulu's just like, we'll take, we got something good going on over yeah. here. We'll like, just, we'll, we'll, we'll take, take network scraps. TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much, how long this could last. I don't know, man. Like it seems like I'm riding it though. Well, yeah, it seems like they're digging an awfully big hole. Mm-hmm. Yep, ten bucks a month, I'll take it. Uh, the, the Lord of the Rings stuff sounds great though. I hope I hope they pull it off. 
Um, I loved the movies. Yeah, I did too. Espe- especially the extended versions because I just uh-huh. wanted more of it. You know, yeah. um, the Hobbit movies, not so much. But uh, I never saw those. They have their moments. Yeah, but uh, they're not nearly as good as Lord of the Rings. Well, that was like that was the first time I felt like I would be transported into a completely different world. Yeah, not a different place, but mm-hmm. an entirely different world. Yeah, that was so vast. And of course now. I mean, I went back and watched a little bit. Oh, it doesn't hold up quite as well, like the special effects. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. It's still good, though. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. still good. Like, it's, that was really a, that was a pretty wild, wild thing to see. It was, it, yeah. it was fun at the time. Yeah, I remember going to see Fellowship of the Ring and just being like, fuck. Yeah. I went to a midnight showing, opening night. Uh-huh. You know, I'd waited years for this, you know, and, and. Not disappointed. Yeah. It was great. No, I saw the other two in the theater. The first yeah. one I... Did I see? I guess I must have seen the first one in the theater, but um, I hadn't read the book. Mm. So after the first one, then I read the book. Gotcha. And then... then I Yeah. I just remember seeing the third one in the theater. I don't remember the first two. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else we got here? Doop, doop, doop. Favorite current shows series? Mm. I don't know, man. I haven't been, haven't been watching a shitload of TV. I we did start watching this show called I Am the Night. I Am the Night. I think I think that's what it's called. Let me Google that to make sure. Um, can't type. I Am the Night. Yep. So, um, I Am the Night. It stars uh the dude who played Captain Kirk the second time. <laughs> The new Captain Kirk, the dreamy, handsome guy from uh, Wonder Woman. Jesus, what's his name? Um, I don't know. Come on. Fucking sexy boy. Chris something? They're all named Chris, aren't they? Well, Chris you Pine, you got it. All right. Chris Pine. <laughs> um, so this is the story. It's based on a true story, but a lot of liberties taken. They They come out, you know, like in interviews. They've been like, yes, it's based on real people, the whole thing. This is completely fiction though okay yeah almost complete fiction yeah um so you know the black dahlia murder you know back in the unsolved murder or whatever there was the 40s in la where they found this girl all carved up um in in hollywood and uh they never really figured out who it was this story is based on a book written by now follow me here Uh it's based on a book written by a woman who was adopted and when she got older, she found out that her biological father was the prime suspect for the Black Dahlia oh, murder. Wow, that was a long way to get there. Yeah, right? but it's so it's there's a book that you know is is all like true, like based yep. on. And this show is based on that book, but with a shitload of liberties taken for okay. for dramatic effect and whatnot. Um. I've only watched the first couple episodes. It's fascinating at first because there's this, it stars this girl, you know, she's in her late teens and obviously a white girl. She grows up thinking she's black because her adopted mother is black. And so she says she's mixed race. Okay. And she, I don't think she knows her adopted mother is her adopted mother. She thinks she's, she's her mom and she's of mixed race. And you know, it's like, girl you're white yeah like holy shit okay um so yeah awesome yeah 
Um, Chris Pine plays a kind of washed up journalist uh, who's all sorts of fucked up. Uh, you know, he's all doped up and shit. And he just takes odd jobs where he can get them. He, like in the first episode, he breaks into a morgue uh, to get pictures of this corpse. And then he gets caught and the shit kicked out of him by the cops and everything. So, <laughs> okay. um, But it's it's got the old kind of film noir vibe to it. Sure. You know, it takes place in the 60s. Um, it's pretty good. It's on, uh, shit, it's on like TNT, I think, of all places. But uh, it's pretty decent, man. It's and it's only it's a limited series. It's only I think ten episodes long, and then it's done. And uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, it, it's created by the the director of Wonder Woman, uh, Patty Jenkins. Is that her name? Sure. Um, yeah, she's the one who kicked ass with Wonder Woman. Um, but it's 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 good, man. If you if you got the basic cable and you're down with it, check it out. Cool. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. That's her name. You been watching anything? Not that's new. I mean, just. Grand Designs, home show. <laughs> yeah. They're, where yeah. these people are doing like either major renovations or just a, a new construction. Yeah, because you know nothing about that. And it's... You're not living that. No, not at all. And it's freaking bonkers. Like, yeah. they go... Like, rarely does anything go right. Yeah. But it's it's kind of cool because you see, like, they really highlight all the all that can go wrong. Yeah. Without it being a being a I'm trying to say it, it's not disaster every time it's just sometimes they they do endure some disaster but they ultimately get through for the yeah. most part mm-hmm. um it's a british show hmm. that's cool and then there's one called i think it's extraordinary houses or the world's most extraordinary houses yeah i think i've seen that one uh, i like love that for that that's a this woman who's an actor and then she and then this guy he's an architect they go to her homes around the world that are yeah. one of a kind just yeah. oh my god kind of like every one of them is sort of like a bond villain hideout <laughs> yeah yeah like it's they're so cool yeah um and well i saw one I was like oh this is just really hideous actually yeah can't imagine i can't imagine yeah. but just one you know um christine and i've been talking about you know retirement and stuff um and the tentative plan is is summers at the cabin, right? Yeah. And then, but the more we go to the cabin, the more I'm like, I don't know if I want to live in this house. Uh huh. You know, like I don't think this is yeah. this is a house I could it's live fine in. to visit. Yeah. Um. So I think we're gonna have to tear it down, right? Build something else. Yeah, and I don't want to build anything grand, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing fancy. Nothing, not even, not even as big as a house I'm in now, you know, just not, you know, I, 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 nothing fancy, but at the same time, I don't want, you know, what our neighbor did at the yeah, cabin. Yeah. I don't want that either. <laughs> you don't want a prefab ranch. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I'm thinking, I, I think this, I'm like, this is an opportunity to build something cool, maybe. Absolutely. Something small. Yep. You know, it's just going to be the two of us. Yep. But something that we're going to be like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, maybe lots of windows facing, like and maybe you, all window facing yep. the lake, you know, and something you like could, that. It'd be a thing that you'd be excited to go. Yeah. To go to for the three months out of the year. Yeah. Whatever it is. And, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm sure it'll, I mean, it'll be, oh, it'll be obnoxiously expensive, yeah. but 
but it doesn't have to be extravagant. Yeah, exactly. Like again, something small, you know, yeah. Very, very, you know, humble ish, but cool. Yeah. Like something where, where we're like, wow, this is, this is actually neat. This isn't something we picked out of a catalog. Right. Um, this is something pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what I've been thinking. That about would be awesome. That. Yeah. I could be your architect. Yeah. There we go. See, I could, I could, uh, you could achieve yep. your dream. I ha- I have some graph paper. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, a little bit of the Mar. It's very sporadic, but marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Craig is in love with that show. Yeah, he uh he's been talking about that and how much he fucking loves it. Yeah, the uh the only thing I don't like about it all mm. that much is there's a point at which the you know the rich Jewish family becomes somewhat of a caricature. Oh yeah, like there very mm. there are many moments of like oh for Christ's sake <laughs> yeah like, I get it yeah you know the Jews yeah well. <laughs> Like it's just the you know the Jewish grandmother, the Jewish yeah. mother, like that yeah. that thing gets played really yeah. heavy. It gets a little thick. Yeah, but uh, but I love that it's. I personally love that it's so rooted in, co- like, comedy, the history of comedy. Yeah, like there's, you know, that Lenny Bruce is a is a character in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, well, uh, somebody playing him, right? Yeah, like it's that's fantastic. Right. So it's just. It's cool to see that and to see what, I mean, yeah, it's a dramatized, right, mm-hmm. take on all of it. But just to see what what a comedian kind of goes through in development and how success, you might have a, success might be easy one night, but then you try the same thing somewhere else and he just doesn't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, kind of like reading your audience and just developing enough repertoire yeah. to be able to to work whatever room you're you're yeah. in and and how much failure is a part of the craft i'm trying to trying to teach both those lessons to zach yeah you read your room yeah because he you know he <laughs> yep. thinks he's a funny boy yep sometimes funny boy needs to shut his mouth yeah <laughs> you know uh and uh and then the other thing is about how failure is part of it yep so again he's eight nevertheless um so every year they take submissions for the yearbook cover yeah and draw the yearbook cover and this is the second year he's given it a shot now and yep. he almost didn't do it because he didn't get picked last year well, that's a great reason never to do it yeah so it was like zach you're gonna fail yeah if you want to be an artist you're gonna have to do a lot of submissions you yep. have to you know people are going to commission things from you they're not going to be happy you're gonna have to redo it yeah get used to failure yep. uh if you're gonna you're gonna submit for contests or for whatever you're not going to get picked most of the time yep doesn't mean that your picture's bad yep doesn't mean that you did a bad job maybe they're looking for something else yeah maybe somebody else threw something in there that the people thought was cool you know maybe somebody's daddy wrote a check for ten thousand dollars for <laughs> yeah. something and that kid's caterpillar is just going to be what ends <laughs> up on the front on well, the front cover what's, what was funny is that you know so he busted out all the like the last three yearbooks yeah because he wanted to kind of see what the winners yeah. had done. And then last year on the back, they also put a handful of the ones that didn't get picked. Sure. They didn't put his on there. Yeah. Which I'm like, really? Come on. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> even I'm like, come on, throw the kid a bone. But one of them that they put on there was just like six stars, like yeah, of different color written in crayon. And then it said, Neil Elementary. 
All I'm right. Like, Thank you, fuckers. You put. It, yeah. It you, took it took that kid thirty seconds. God damn it. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it took that kid two hours. Yeah, maybe. And that's probably but, uh, why they put it on there. So and and then you know Zach also noticed and he's like, "Why'd they put that one on and not mine?" <laughs> I'm like, "Kid, I gotta be honest with you. I agree. I have no yep. idea." But this is what I'm talking about. Yep. Like you just you gotta roll it happens. with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that uh, the Santa Clarita diet is on my oh, list dude. to to re- revisit. Yes, I've only seen episode one. Was like, eh. yep, episode but, one is totally. Eh. But I I hear you. It'll mm-hmm. it'll get there. Oh, and uh, fuck, it's so good. Season three's got to be coming soon. Yeah, and I watched a bunch of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt last night. Really, I love that show so much. I I got to go back to it. I don't know. I, watched, I, mean, I think the first three episodes, and I was like, "This is too cute for me." That doesn't change. No, like, yeah, yeah that's what it is. Um, okay, it's it's Thirty Rock. It's yeah. the same show yeah. as Thirty Rock. Okay, only the characters are different. Yeah, and they just become more and more caricatures of yeah. of themselves and whatnot. But it's it's the absurdity mm-hmm. of all of it that. Like I, that's what it is. I love it. Yeah, I love the fact that it's so absurd. Mm-hmm. You know what else is coming back in just under a month? Season three, Queer Eye. Oh, nice. Hell yes. March 15th. Yeah. So excited. Um, oh, we have another submission for topics. Seriously. Uh, this one comes from Hildy Smack. He says, <laughs> you guys should talk about how much you're missing me. How you should have helped me paint instead of podcast. Do you even just know riffing the, here. Do you even know who that is? <laughs> I don't. Uh, let's see. I'm going to respond. I want to know why Hildy Smack has time to post <laughs> in Discord, but not, I don't know, record a fucking podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Oh, we do the Lord's work. Mm. Uh, I had one other topic that I was going to throw out there if we didn't have any ideas. Um, and this one was, uh, it was inspired by a thread on Resetera, which is the new NeoGAF, basically. Okay. Um, the thread was called, no matter how much I rationalize it, I really disliked Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. All right. And so I was like, I have mixed feelings about the game, too. I recently sure. finished it. And uh, so I was like, I want to see what this guy has to say. So as I finished the game a couple days ago and I was doing mental gymnastics to convince myself that I enjoyed it. The world was beautiful. Cowboy games are a rare experience. It's a rock star game. But nope, I finally realized it. The story was weak to me. The gameplay was book example of serviceable. And I found the epilogue more engaging than the whole game beforehand. Uh... He says, I noticed this with Grand Theft Auto V as well. All these raving reviews and chatter while I force myself to finish the damn game. I just finished, or I just got Red, uh, Resident Evil 2, and I cannot wait to play more tonight. It feels like fresh air after Red Dead Redemption 2. And whenever I booted Red Dead Redemption 2, something in my head was whispering, I hope this is the last mission. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I've been there. He says, I know most of this is like cool story, bro, but for such highly reviewed and acknowledged game, I'm just surprised by how disconnected I am. So I'm reading some of the replies, right? And they're, you know, some of them are like, yeah, I kind of feel the same, but a lot of them are like, so this, 
this is the third reply. It says, you lost me at weak story. <laughs> um, another one says, could not disagree harder, especially about story. Well, well laughing. I, I, la- disagree, disagreeing harder would be, a, yes. I mean, I, I don't know if I could disagree harder either. Yeah. One guy says, laughing my ass off at calling the story weak. The story is weak? Yes, man, you really are disconnected, like you said. And it goes on like that. Like, yeah. these are. And he says, uh, another one says, weak story? Can't relate. Like, it just, you know, yeah. it continues. And as I played through the whole game, yeah, I followed the story. I'm unlike Dave. I actually pay attention to the story in sure. games in general, even though they're generally shit. Uh-huh. I still, you know, I still get a kick out of them sometimes. But my reaction, and and I think I posted this. I couldn't help but respond to this one. Was uh, folks acting like this was some great story slash plot? Need to crack a book once in a while. Yeah, right. You know, it's like. So my problem with Red, and I'm getting to a point here, but my problem with Red Dead story was it's just it, it tried so hard to be an interesting story, but uh-huh. but I don't know that the at least in games like this, like action games, I don't know that the framework of how these games work and like how they're constructed lends itself to sure. having a strong narrative. Right. Like the whole idea here is you can do whatever the hell you want, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And so one of the plot points is you're, you know, you're, you're with this freaking dipshit guy who's running this gang named Dutch. And he keeps saying, we just need more money, you know? Yeah. And you know, once we have the money, you know, we can, we can be done and we'll, we'll go there. Go, he's going to go to Tahiti. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Tahiti. And they're like, where's Tahiti? He's like, I don't know, but I hear it's great. Whatever. That's great. And he keeps pulling these jobs that are like, I don't know, 5,000 bucks or whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, we just, meanwhile, I'm riding around with this horse in my inventory. I have like $20,000 and I just want to be like here, Dutch. Yeah. Here's let's go to Tahiti. Let's get the fuck out. So anyway, shit like that. That, I mean, that's just one small example, but I was thinking about, um, what's it called? Uncanny Valley. About when most people talk about it, it's visually like, you know, when, uh, in, in this case, like when video games, they're trying so hard to look real yeah. that you can't help but pick out like it looks fucked up. Right. Yeah. Where you don't notice that shit when you're playing like an 8-bit game or something right. or, or, or even like an N64 game. You're just like, you know, whatever. It's cartoony. That's how it's supposed to look. But when it's so, they're trying so hard to look real that it just, you can't help but notice how fucking weird and creepy it is. Yep. Is that also true for story, like in video games? Like they're trying so hard to create, you know, this, this deep, uh, um, engrossing story that I can't help but poke holes in it. Yeah. But if I'm playing something stupid like Yakuza, not necessarily stupid, but it's, it's over the top. It's video gamey. It's yeah. silly. Uh, that I don't mind the goofiness like resident evil. Like you're, you know, there's like a zombie apocalypse, but here I am. I'm, I'm finding a red key to put in a red hole or, right. you know, it, cause it's a game. And I, and so because and you know it's, it's a game. Yeah. But with this, it's like, they're trying to, they're trying to recreate reality. Yeah. And and it's like they're trying to hide the gamey parts of it, right? Um, I think that's... I don't know. I that's I, like the uncanny valley of plot. Yeah, I guess 
if there's going to be a strong story, it seems to me that you can't let them do whatever the hell they want. Right. It has like, to be linear. It has to be linear, and it's going to end up being shorter uh-huh. probably as well. Yeah. And then they'll complain that they didn't get enough. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, plus, I, I, plus, I think the story in general in Red Dead 2 is kind of shit, but, I mean, there are cool parts to it. There are interesting parts to it, but the whole main storyline of this Dutch guy was just fucking eye-rollingly yeah. stupid. I don't know. I've, well, I've long lost interest in what the community at large wants to say. Yeah. Because they have proven themselves time and time again to be undereducated at best. Yeah. And like you, you have nothing to stand on here. Your complaint is basically shouting at somebody. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not interested. You know, you've got nothing. Yeah. You just, you got nothing. So try again. But when they're talking about, oh, the story in this game was amazing, I'm like, dude. Yeah, you haven't read. Have you seen a movie? Yeah, you haven't read anything. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And And they very well may not have. And and I get it. Sure. Compared to uh, Sorry Mario, our princesses in another castle. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's more involved than that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Don't go acting like this is high literature here. Right. You know? Anyway, that's it. I mean,. That's an NFL fan. That's the same. <laughs> the drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Your, uh, your mom's calling. Yeah. Um. So that's all I got, man. All right. where, where are we at? Hour twenty-five. Whoa! Look at that. Yeah. And we made something out of nothing there. I thought this was going to be a <laughs> twenty-minute podcast. All right, man. That's it to Hilden. Yeah. Ah. I'll even drink a little bit of this. Swill. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Hilden. Don Chichio. All right. Let's see. How's my audio? Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 612-424-3835. Uh, mailbag at mojomenace.com. Uh, send us some letters and some voicemails. We got something to read and listen to next week. And uh, that's it. <laughs>